Welcome to the Franchise Hounds podcast. I'm Greg Macchia, a certified franchise consultant. Thanks for joining me as I interview franchise industry pros to dissect, explore, and discover franchise ownership. Joining me today is Ricky Hall. Ricky is the founder and CEO of Nutrition HQ, an emerging nutrition and supplement retail brand. Ricky was a former multi-unit owner of two other national nutrition retail brands and has taken the best of what he learned over a 25-year career to create Nutrition HQ. Nutrition HQ specializes in general health, weight loss, and sports nutrition supplements while offering an individualized consultative approach to their customers. I hope you enjoy today's discussion with Ricky Hall from Nutrition HQ. Ricky, welcome to Franchise Hounds. Thanks for joining us. Absolutely, Greg. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm really excited to uh, talk to you today and learn more about uh, N- Nutrition HQ. Uh, I love when I have founders on and I can and I can learn their why and really understand the story behind uh, Nutrition HQ. So what had you started? We founded Nutrition HQ in 2015 after I had been a franchisee for two different brands in the nutrition category, the vitamin retail stores. And I just got tired of seeing the struggles that franchisees had because of the, the pressures or the greed that franchisors were weighing down on them with. And I just got tired of it. And so in 2014, I split away from my last franchise and literally said, let's do this. And um, I was going to lunch with my franchise attorney and his uh, FDD specialist. she had been doing it for years. And we're walking down the street and Eric goes, you know, you left GNC because of greed. You left complete nutrition because of greed. And now you want a franchise. I'm like, yeah. And he goes, if you get greedy, I will never represent you again. <laughs> and so it's been pretty cool to, to have him. And we, he's, he is so business wired and franchise savvy. It's exciting. And so when COVID hit last year, we all got in, basically thrown in lockdown. I'm like, because I'm not a weeds guy. I don't like to dive into the weeds. I like get really bored. And I'm like, you know what? I'm stuck here, stuck at this desk. I might as well start hammering out the FDD. So we went through it. And then September last year, we we had everything completed and ready to go. And then I took my last corporate-owned store and converted it over to a franchise to a guy that I had been tapping on the shoulder because I knew he'd be a great franchisee. And we got that deal done late October. And he has not looked back. It's been a blast. Yeah, that's really exciting. Good good for you. I mean, what unique experience for you, you know, to approach Nutrition HQ this way? You know, you know the inner workings of, of two national franchise brands. You you were a franchise owner. You know what you like, what you didn't like. And to really be able to mold this and take the best and get rid of the, the worst out of those is uh, – is really fantastic. It's a unique perspective, and I'm, and I'm sure your franchisees will really benefit from it. I, you know, I think so. And like when I've, I've talked to prospects, or even like even Jeremy, who's my my latest uh, franchisee, I'm like, you know, I've been there that first week of the month, or that last Friday of the, I mean, that first Friday of the month when royalties are coming out, rents due, and a payroll hits. I was like, I've been there when they turn your bank account upside down, so I understand what that's like. And that's where I think I can coach and educate. Like, hey, you want you want to look forward to this? Like, I know you got X amount in your bank account, but the twentieth you got a fat sales tax check that has to be cut. So teaching them that parts of the business that I never was taught, you know, I had to self learn. And I also like that 
when you opened your your first location, you planned on ultimately franchising it, right? Yes. Yeah. So I, I like that because probably a lot of decisions you made early on, you made with, hey, I, this needs to be franchisable in the back in the back of your head. Yeah, and you know, I, I've also been blessed because my son graduated college and like, Dad, I want to come do this. And I'm like, what? And he goes, I, I love the vitamin business. So I trained him in my stores and then sent him to my worst store and he made it one of my top three. And then he's like, let me buy this store and let's start testing the franchise concept. So in my FDD, that's our affiliate store that he we do a lot of testing before we roll it out to the other stores. He's willing to put his head out on the you know, out on the chopping block to see if it, you know, is successful. And then that's what we do. We'll do all our training and stuff because he has really got it dialed in. Yeah, that's great. And to have, you know, one, to go through that experience with your son is really cool. And then obviously someone you can, you know, you can really trust and, and know is doing the right thing. You know, I, w- I was blown away while I was researching this episode, just reading about the numbers kind of in the, you know, the global dietary supplement market. Um, I think it was estimated at 167 billion in 2019 and is expected to reach 300, over 300 billion in by 2027, right? Just really, really impressive year over year growth, I think coming in at like, you know, 9% or something. So great, a great market to be in. And you know what, Greg, absolutely. And I'll be honest, I can't wait till the numbers are updated because we have seen a massive shift into people wanting to be healthy, get all vitamins since COVID hit. Like our door swings have went through the roof. Yeah, no, I'm sure. Yeah, I mean, you saw a lot of studies that that this definitely hit people, you know, who weren't in shape worse, right? Yep, yep. And and that's why we're excited because, you know, it took us. A, it always takes longer. It takes what twice as long and twice the money to get it where you want it. And <laughs> the stars align for the right reason. And now we're really excited because we really believe we can bring on franchisees and make them successful. Like, how fast can we get them to break even? How fast can we get them to profitable? You know, that's, and that's my ultimate goal. Plus, I love being in the stores coaching. I love site surveying. I love that part of it. And I'm excited to teach that. That's really valuable to have, you know, you, the founder, kind of still out in the field doing that. Yeah, and, I, you know, I can do it for a few years. And then, of course, you know, where we want to go, that's going to go away. But, you know, I try to, I try to set those expectations. I was like, I'm here today. But as we grow and you see 10, 20, 30, 40, you know, you're not going to have that access, but I expect you to be the best of the best in our system. Yeah, I guess. So how is Nutrition HQ different than, say, you know, a GNC that most listeners are familiar with? Absolutely. I love that question. At, like most of these retail stores, you go into these vitamin stores, they have certain KPIs they have to hit. And I agree with KPIs. We all have them. We all got them. But we don't have a brand that we have to push down your throat. So, Greg, you may walk in and your brother may walk in and your sister may walk in and our guys and girls will start asking you about your lifestyle, what you got going on. And then we plug a program in for you. So we work with 30, probably 30 to 50 different vendors at finding the best products out there and putting the best stuff on our shelf. And then we do, we do, I have people that are nutrition certified so we can do nutrition coaching. We have an in-body machine in our stores. I don't know if you're familiar with that, but it's a it's a machine. In about three minutes, I'll know your weight, your muscle mass, your body fat, how much your right arm weighs, your left arm. So we can take it to a whole nother level. And I just love the fact that 
my guys don't have to sell X amount of Vita packs or they lose their job. You know, they sell for the customer's needs. So we're all about, if you care more about the customer than the sell, you're going to sell more. I was going to ask that, you know, the quality of the product is, is so important in this space. You know, I mean, I want to know what I'm putting in my body. You know, I played high school sports and all, and, you know, we're, we probably came up around the same time, but right. We were doing creatine and, you know, <laughs> lifting in the high school weight room yep. and, and yep. God knows what, what was maybe in some of that. Right. Um, it's, it's kind of scary. And I, and I know, you know, that the, the FDA's hands are a little bit tied as far as regulating this space. And, and, you know, I think that, I think the product has to actually, uh, they have to prove it's unsafe in order to pull a product off the market. Right. Which is, which seems kind of backwards, but um, it's, it's encouraging to hear that you have people in the stores, owners and employees that are, that are passionate about this, that are, you know, that are knowledgeable because, you know, that, that trust is huge, right. With, with these kind of products. Yeah. And, you know, I've done this from the very beginning as just a young green franchisee. I'll, I'll send the protein out and have it lab tested. Like we'll, we'll send it out and, and see what it looks like. I will say this, this business or this industry has done a really good job over the last few years, self-policing and cleaning itself up. And I think it's because of people like me, owners like me and people on my team like, hey, if your product's bad and we figure it out, we're going to expose you. Yeah, I know there's that um, that company Labdoor, right, where they they analyze ingredients and products. And I think they kind of rank yeah, them. There, I, there's, yeah, there's there's a few of them out there. Absolutely. So you do have, uh, I guess, you know, as you said, relationships with some top vendors, right? Yep. And I... I um, if I'm, I'm on the road a lot. So if there's a manufacturing facility and I'm working with somebody, I'm like, hey, can I swing by and tour your facility? And I do that a lot. Oh, that's great. Do you hope to eventually um, get to the point where you have your own, you know, a, a line of product? Yes, absolutely. So I actually do already. So I actually have another company called Legit Supplements. But right now we're not we're not pushing on that very hard. And when I do develop it, I'm moving into it real slowly because I want to develop it right. I want the best quality, and I, I want to play in an area that will be benefit my franchisees. However, I do not want my brand sales to ever be more than forty percent because I just I can't make everything great. And these other franchise concepts I was what they always wanted their brand sales 60 to 90%. And I'm like, no, you just, there's too many other good companies out there that we're leaving to our competitors to bring in. Sure. Yeah. No. And then to your point earlier, you're, you're kind of tying your employees hands and, and recommending that, that, you know, they, they push the in-house product as maybe something that's a better fit for someone. And it's such a, such so unique based on an individual level, you know, with between someone's goals or whatever their history is or their body type. So really, really needs to be a the right fit. And, and last night I was at the, at the Cardinal game with three of my buddies and we were all talking with two of my buddies and then another guy I just met and he asked the same question, why are you different? And I literally told him, I said, all, you three guys could walk in my Quincy store right now. And I said, I guarantee all three of you are going to leave with a different, different set of products. Because you got different goals. Yeah, no, that's that's encouraging to hear and, and good to hear. You, you've kind of sounds like you've you've built a, an important culture there. Uh, would you say that you know B 
being a fitness enthusiast is a requirement of a, of a future franchisee? No, I wouldn't. But, um, boy, that's who we see succeed as a consultant. And, um, you know, Tyler, my son's a fitness enthusiast. Jeremy's a fitness enthusiast. Um, but, you know, I had, I had a call last week with a girl that was interested in a store. And I said, why do you want to do this? She goes, I love helping people. I love seeing people reach their goals. And I'm like, that's exactly who we're looking for. So if you're passionate about helping somebody, you know, you don't have to be a bodybuilder or a fitness model, but if you're passionate about helping people and you love that health and wellness category, you know, exercise, nutrition, vitamins, you, you, you want to be passionate about it. You really do. Yeah. And I'm, and I'm sure that makes the your locations, you know, more approachable for a mom who's, you know, had a few kids and wants to get back into shape or a dad who's got a dad bod, you know, and they're not intimidated going in and saying, I'm, I'm not a bodybuilder, you know, is, am I going to feel awkward in here? And that's exactly what we want because like, I love the fact I can be in a store and I can take one of my youngest guys in good shape and he's back selling a guy protein and creatine and glutamine. But then that customer leaves and 20 minutes later, he's helping a lady with hot flashes. You know, that's pretty freaking cool. Yeah, yeah. it's quite, yeah. quite, the, uh, quite the spectrum there. <laughs> a little bit of a shift. Yeah. How, uh, how many locations do you currently have? So right now we have two locations. I have my affiliate store and my South Bend store. Um, when I broke away with my franchise, I had seven locations. And Greg, I just kept selling, cutting just to get it set up, get a great foundation to build. And then I'm going to award three locations this year and five next year. Oh, okay. That's exciting. And do you... I'm not trying to grow fast. I want to make sure that we're not chasing the check and we, and we preserve the culture. Sure. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I think that's a, a smart approach and, and a healthy one. And I would imagine um, your, your, most of your locations are currently in the Midwest that you want to grow regionally first. Is that going to be your approach? Yeah, it is. Um, basically, I've said, you know, Midwest, Michigan, Indiana, Kentucky... But I'm open to it because I feel that's how strong our brand is. The main thing is, is how easy is it for me to get there? You know, like I don't want to do a store in Miami, Florida, you know, like it's going to be hard. It's going to be more expensive. Our, like since we know the Midwest um, uh, territory so well and the demographics, we believe we can set you up to be more successful there than expanding out. You know, we have a strong brand in the Midwest, but it needs to be stronger before we start to we start to bleed out. Yeah. So you're currently in uh, Indiana, Illinois, and Missouri. Yes. Is that right? Or? And then I, my headquarters is in, is in St. Louis. Okay. Yes. So, yeah. So the, you'd like to further build out those states and then maybe add, you know, Michigan and Kentucky and things like that. Yeah, absolutely. You know, but I, would, I wouldn't be afraid to take, you know, from my, my door to my Michelle Walker South Bend door six hours. So I wouldn't be afraid to do a six hour radius of St. Louis and expand. Okay. Cause that, that I can, I can manage that. Yeah. No. That, yeah. And then I'll start to build the team out when it's right. Yeah. No, I think that's a really smart approach. I think to your point earlier, too many, you know, young emerging brands, it's, it's tempting to, to chase the money if, and, and, you know, they might spread themselves too thin, but I, I really like that, that approach you're taking. And I tell you, the state of Indiana is amazing to do business in. I love it out there. Like, you know, so we're, 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 our, 
If you want to go and say, where's your bullseye? My bullseye is Indiana. Okay. Right now. That's good to know. I'll see if I can find any candidates. I, I mentioned before we got started, I, I went to college there. So right, right down the road from your, from your South Bend store. So you know exactly where I am. <laughs> yeah. So what, what's a typical size or a footprint of a store? Um, I like 1200 square feet, easy in, easy out. I do not, I will not and do not do malls. I prefer to be next to a grocery store versus a gym. Um, that's your everyday people. So th- that's what we like to see that something like that, or, you know, like a, a, a shopping center that's going after, um, you know, diverse, the, the diverse crowd. So like the, the center in Mishawaka is next to a bed, bath and beyond and a Gabe's. So like something like that, that's, that's, and then I think there's a TJ Maxx there. So that's a nice little center to be in also. That, that's very important though. That's a good question because when we pick out a site, we want to make sure that that site's going to be successful. Yeah, I was going to ask. I assume that's that's something that uh, you at corporate would help a new franchisee with finding the right site. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, and you know what's funny is where my Quincy store is located, I was sitting in front of that store probably 15 years ago. I had nothing in that town. And my sister called. She goes, what are you doing? I was like, I think I'm going to put a store here someday. And now we have a store there and it's literally kicking butt. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, you, you've been in the industry so long. And it, I mean, you mentioned that I think you, you owned multiple locations for those other brands. You, you probably have a pretty good feel when you when you roll up to a, a strip mall or a shopping, you know, strip that you, hey, this this would work or this wouldn't work. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think that's good to have in your corner. I think that's an, a very valuable asset I can bring. And plus, I love doing that. I love looking for the sites or, you know, doing the site surveys and locations. But, you know, I may drive through a town, like let's say I was driving back from South Bend or Mishawaka, like, well, you know what, I'm going to go through West Lafayette tonight and stay the night and just feel get a feel for the area. So I love doing that. But you're, that gut instinct is powerful. Yeah, you get really get a feel for, for the community, right? As far as marketing at a local level, what do you what do you guys find is works the best? On the town. You want to be known as, like when I opened my first GNC, everybody knew me as GNC Ricky. So like, like you want to be an ambassador of your town for health and wellness. You want to be part of the chamber. You know, you want to get on uh, live radio. Uh, you want to do booths, wellness fairs. You you want to be the face of that town. So if anybody thinks about something like, you know what, I need to lose five pounds or I've got high cholesterol. I'm going to go talk to Jeremy at, at the Mishawaka store. That's who we want. You know, you are an ambassador of your town. That's great. And and that, I imagine that separates you from, you know, e-commerce, right? Like that's, that's the, the added value that you guys provide. So someone doesn't hop online and buy something. They, they want to come in, to, come in the store and, and talk to you and get that experience. That And also, Greg, when, when you get awarded a, a franchise location, you also get a dedicated e-commerce site that mimics your inventory. So let's say another pandemic happens and we can't this time be open. You know, you're setting on $50,000 in inventory. How are you going to turn this inventory? Well, now you, you can take your database and just let all your customers know like, hey, doors are closed, but we're open. Swing by, like place your order, we'll deliver. So we, I set that up too because I want my, my team to still be able to move product and then give them their own e-com platform to take care of their customers' needs in that. Yeah, that's great to hear. I mean, impressive that you're able to, to kind of pivot and provide that. But hopefully uh, hopefully, no more global pandemics, and at least in our lifetime, right? 
Right. Yeah. Hopefully. So, so we talked a little bit about the culture and and the fitness enthusiast part, or, or really just important of wanting to help someone. But do you have a beyond that? Do you have an ideal candidate in mind? Like, do you like the owner operator, or is or is this an option for a semi absentee owner? What do you like there? The way I want to grow right now is I'm looking for passionate owner operators. Then let them prove themselves before we let, let them expand. You know, now we can bring somebody on that won't be an owner operator, but we want to interview who's going to run that store and what kind of relationship there is because it's it's valuable. It really is. And like going back to my son, I was quincy. I've got pictures of him sleeping in the back room of his store because a snowstorm was coming and he wanted to be open the next morning. That's dedication. <laughs> Absolutely. And I didn't tell him to stay the night. He's sitting on his own. How many, uh, since we're on the employee piece, how many employees do you typically need? Yeah. So like um, the owner and then a, basically a general manager and then a full-time and a part-time. But we slowly move them into that. You know, we don't want to overstaff at the very beginning. You know, I have certain benchmarks. I teach them the recommended payroll percent, where you want your payroll percent to be, where you want your marketing percent to be, your occupancy percent. So I work with all that stuff, helping keep those expenses in line. I imagine that, not that it's an easy hire, but people are people who are really passionate about health and fitness and these, these types of industries want to work in this industry. So I imagine that you have a pretty good pool of people that you could that you could pull from who would want to work at a at a location. They're usually our customer. Yeah. <laughs> or, or they're working or they're working across the street at our competitor going, man, I wish I was working over there. Yeah. <laughs> or you could find them at a at the gym, right? Easily. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Or you know, maybe somebody on your softball team or you know, I like the guys last night is what they have a wiffle ball team. I mean, it could be somebody like that. It really is. You know, you're usually you know, you, we said fitness enthusiasts, which is a, is a great way, but, you know, an active lifestyle, you know? Yeah, that makes sense. I imagine real estate is is a wild card here in this, but what's a typical investment to become a to become a franchisee? Yeah, at the low end in our FDD is at, at that 150 mark, and that gets you all in franchise fee, inventory, little stuff, uh, reserve cash, and build out. And I think we're in a really good position right now to where landlords are going to help at least they they want you in there, so they're going to help with some tenant improvement money, and we can probably pull that down a little bit more. But bottom's one fifty, high is two fifty. My goal is to keep us as close to that one fifty as possible. And the the last store I built, I got it open. It was a corporate store. I got it open for right under a hundred grand. So if you throw in the franchise fee at one third at thirty, that puts you at one thirty, and then twenty thousand reserve that that puts you at that one fifty. Really, pretty reasonable, and I, I think you're right on the the landlord tenant improvement thing. I've been I've been hearing that a lot. So when I was in South Bend this past weekend, I told Jeremy, I was like, "Hey, let's 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 get the landlord on the line. We're up for renewal this fall. Let's go ahead and start negotiating right now." And once agreements are signed, typically, how long would it take before someone could be operational? You know, our build out's so nice. Um, once the agreements signed. And we and we and we're comfortable that we we've got a site already picked out. Ninety days, ninety days to one eighty. You know, if you now they're signing an agreement and then they want to do site selection, that could take up to a year. You know, if they want to tie a market up, and I'm good with that. But I want them to know, hey, once you write this check, the timeline, the, the clock has started for us to get you open. And I don't mean that as in 
I'm going to come down on you if you don't get open. We want to get you open because that's your investment. Let's start getting that sucker paid back to you. Yeah, you want to get some some money coming in the door. And then you you touched on um, that some initial training will probably be done at your son's location in Illinois. But what's what's kind of initial training look like? So initial training is um, basically about five to seven days in my in my Quincy location, and we're going to take you through everything operations. You know, from walking in the store to open up to order to receiving orders, to sales tax, all of that stuff. And then also, I will spend a lot of time, probably at least two days on backside stuff. This is what, you know, you want to do in QuickBooks. This is how you want to set this up. This is how you uh, calculate, you, you, you know, you project. And then my goal is to be in that market when they open up for as long as it takes. You know, like, I really want to be there to help them out and understand. So... If I have to be in that market two weeks or four weeks, so be it. And if I have to come back every month for two or three days, I'll do that too because I want to make them successful. That's great. I mean, to have that kind of support is is invaluable. Plus, I just think that, you know, your experience having worked for those other national brands, you really have the the insight to, to know what works and what doesn't and, you know, what particularly not only for the end customer, but but for your franchisees, which is really important. Oh, you know, and that's the thing. Is like, I put a lot of emphasis on my franchisees taking care of their customers' needs. But that same thing goes to me. My customer is my franchisee, so I got to be there for their needs. No, I, I, I think that's a that's a great approach, right? And I'm not I'm not here to babysit you. You know, like there's some place I'm like, we need to go figure that out yourself. But I know the top line stuff that they need to know. Yeah. If a listener would like to learn more about, you know, potentially becoming a Nutrition HQ franchisee, is the best place to start your website? Yeah. And that that website is nhq.rock. So nhq.rocks. You can also email me, ricky at nhq.rocks or look me up on Instagram. Ricky NHQ. A little bit of a pattern there. Dot rocks. I like that. I haven't, uh, I wasn't familiar with that extension. That's pretty cool though. It is pretty exciting. We throw a lot of people off with it, but it's Yeah, uh, I haven't seen neat. it before. That's yeah. that's funny. Yeah, that is neat. It's kind of fun that you selected that one. Cool. Well, Ricky, thanks again for joining us today. I've really enjoyed learning more about Nutrition HQ and you know your passion for health and fitness and, and helping others kind of really shine. So I'm I'm excited to to watch you guys grow and see what the future holds for you. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me. This has been fun. Yeah, and I'll definitely next time I'm in South Bend, I'll I'll definitely uh Stop by your store on Grape Road there. Hey, door to door. I can be there in six hours. <laughs> All right. We'll catch We'll catch an ND game too. There you go. I like it. Thanks, Ricky. All right. Thank you. Thanks for listening to another episode of Franchise Hounds. I hope you enjoyed the show. If you have a topic you'd like us to cover in a future episode or would like to work with me directly to explore franchise ownership opportunities, please reach out through the form on our website at franchisehounds.com.